DX Water Polo Podcast. I'm James in Austin. That's Joe in San Antonio. We just completed another 40 minutes of discussions before the show starts. How are you, Joe? Good, James. How are you? I'm good. I'm not the one who had to travel to Iowa for a wedding, so I've been sitting around here all week and the week prior. So uh, everything went well with your trip? Oh, yeah. It was great. Uh, McCoy travels well. So. He does? Does he sleep the yeah. whole way? We stopped, what, three times on our on our 14 hour drive on Sunday. So it was great. That's not that bad at all, actually. And he was a, he was a, apparently a trooper at this very noisy wedding. So that's nice. Yeah. We also had some little headphones for him. So it's awesome. You did? Yeah. We did. I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. Well, we got him. We bought, we got him from an older cousin, but that's great. What do you play? Like what, what does he listen to? No, it's just, it's noise canceling. Oh, headphones. oh, oh. I thought you meant like he'd put on an iPad or, or iPod or something like that. That'd be funny. No. All right. Good. But uh, it was freaking cold up in Iowa, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Welcome home. Yeah. And, and let's just put it this way: it was very windy and lots of and lots of wind farms up there. So. All right. Yeah. I I, I have been to Iowa once, and we've had this discussion. There was Ju- Junior Olympics, 1985. That's where it was. It was in Iowa City. Oh, I've been through it since then because I used to drive home from Kansas. But yeah, Iowa. That's not my top destination we'll put it that way we digress yep we digress um all right we actually have some stuff to talk about um so we're going to start with a tournament that took place now oh boy it the time is just flying man but it was like a couple weekends ago um thunder performed quite well at champions champions cup up in uh, illinois that's a tongue twister the boys placed eighth and the girls placed ninth which is a very good result um it it is pretty funny because you can just tell like you if you place eighth, what it means is you won your first game and then you lost the rest. And if you place ninth, it means you lost your first game and won the remaining three. So, well, um, it's not quite like that. It's like mm. they're placed in a bracket of three. Yeah. And if you if you place in the top eight, that means you got first or second in your bracket. There you and go. And then you lost the rest of the games. If you uh, um, place ninth, that means you got third in your bracket, but then you won the rest of your games after after the initial pool play. So, got it. So yeah, so but no, but that was that was up in up in, in Indiana at the University of Indiana, and um, yeah, another great event for Champions Cup. They they didn't have it last year, so it's great to have it back. It was so interesting because you know Chris Cullen is there at, uh, and we'll talk about this a, a little bit. Was at the Texas, uh, sorry, not the Texas Challenge Cup. Yo, yes, the Texas Challenge Cup. He was there. They had a bunch of Thunder teams there, and then we talked about it before. Like you can you can start to see the scale of a club by whether or not they're able to send a traveling team the same weekend as they host a tournament or something like that. So that was pretty impressive. They 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 did very well at that tournament and they still did well at the Texas Challenge Cup too. Yeah, and I was on deck of the Texas Challenge Cup. I was coaching. I, I it's been a while since I coached uh the eight games I, over I heard two you. days. Oh I so, heard you. you oh I heard you. Yeah. I had warned the kids before I go, listen, I'm gonna be loud this weekend, but I'm not mad at you. Yeah. I'm just loud. And I just, um, yeah. You got to be loud. I, 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 you, you were yelling at them like, swim, swim, come to me. And I was so like uh, entranced by your coaching. I almost just swam over to you myself. It was just so, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, convincing. It's, it's, uh, yell the word swim and play defense. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 I think I've, I think I told you this during the, during the previous 40 minutes, but you know, it's the, it's, you, yeah, you say the five, the five same things, five different ways over and over again. What are those five? Wow. Swim. swim defense the fundamentals right. of it you know it's just like it's just it's just kind of 
it's just a saying where it's like, don't like you want to keep this simple. You don't yes. want to make this too complicated. Kids learn different ways. So they might if you walk through, they might get it better than if you just tell them. So yeah. but it's just the same things over and over again. And especially at the 12s and 14s level that that I was coaching that weekend. So that 12s, I, I was, was an assistant coach for Longhorn. It was fun for the 12s. We had just a ton of 10 and unders and a lot of new kids too. It was awesome. Um, but we never got a chance to go head to head, Joe. That would have been, that would have been a coaching bonanza right there. Um, probably would not, but it's okay. Yeah, it was time. good for the kids and, and kind of kudos to, uh, to Thunder for kind of hosting. That's a great facility that we were at. Um, a stretch 70 meter pool over at the Northwest ISD in Justin, Texas. So, but, um, it was lots of great games. Um, again, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of play as many games as possible. Yes. You want to try to play as many quality games as possible, but you know, you got to play. So kids, coaches get that. Yeah. Tr try to get out to as many tournaments as you can. So just, just think about it. Right. Cause I'm, I'm coaching. I've got kids on my team who are, have been playing for, eight weeks, nothing more than that, something like that. Right. And, and so I'm watching the game as an old guy. I'll just put it that way. I'm like, Oh, this, you know, this water polo leaves a lot to be desired. And I, and then I start worrying. I'm like, well, maybe the kids think the same thing. It's like, Nope, they were having just an absolute blast and they were hanging out. And, and it's so cool to watch them. Cause they're, you know, They've been practicing together for a little bit, a little while, but on the benches when they're just, they're just yucking it up, having a good time. You got to actually calm them down every once in a while, but it was yeah, just so I mean, much fun. Yeah. It's kind of nice whenever the kid comes out of the water, like the 12 and under kid and he goes, coach, I just scored my first goal ever. I go, yep. awesome. Good job. Yep. And it's not really on the bench that kids kind of mess around for me. It's really between the games. <laughs> oh man. Did you ever walk whenever in the locker room? Out. Yeah. I, I mean, I know I have to tell all my emails that I send parents before I go, coaches are not responsible for athletes. <laughs> no. games. But like, you know, sometimes there's only like a game break, you know, because they're playing on, on two teams or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, like, you know, the ref, like the lifeguard has to tell, Hey, can you please tell them to stop using those showers, please? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh yeah. They kept spraying me with those showers. A bum, yeah. So, but like, you know, it's just like, it, it's all good though. Like the parents had a good time. They're all learning. The kids are learning. Um, and that's that, and that's what it's about. You got to start somewhere. Hey, not only that, but I got to meet McCoy. He was, oh, yeah. uh, he did sure. not shake my hand. So I was a little disappointed in that, but uh, uh, he's not, he's not, he's just a regular old kid. He's not advanced yet. So. What was, what's cool is apparent, you know, he had his, uh, I don't know. We used to call it a binky. I don't know if you still call it that kind of stuff, but you know, he was very satisfied with that. And, and, um, Steph was just saying like, he's all things considered. He's a, he does like a lot of like, um, like cooing and all that, but he doesn't just go straight up crying. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm he's my favorite kid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we call it a passy, which is short for pacifier. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and uh, was it? But uh, no, but I mean, he's we we have yeah, McCoy's great, and that was his first water polo tournament. So, oh, I just heard him too. Yeah, good work. Um, uh, Texas Challenge Cup. I don't know who the victors were. It was just a great tournament. So we'll we'll just leave it at that. And thank you very much to uh, Thunder again. And uh, you know, I had a, actually a very. Oh, I will say two things. One is you just mentioned the facility. And I, I almost don't even want to talk about facilities anymore because what is up with Central Texas? We cannot. I, I, I'm oh, that is Isn't a podcast building a pool. Yeah, but so what? That's one. I mean, it, that's the whole point. It's like Thunder announces that it's having this tournament, and then it says, and then it says, oh, we're, and I said, I actually I asked Cullen. I said, is this at the that one new facility? And he's like, no, no, it's at this other new facility. I was like, oh my. 
God, what, okay, what well, if, here, uh, so whenever I first moved to North Texas back in 2009, yeah. 2010 or something like that, so there weren't a whole lot of pools. I mean, there were some nice ones. There was the Louisville East Side Aquatic Center. There yeah, was good. the South Lake Carroll Pool. South, there was South the Lake. Keller Pool, but like there, and there was a Rockwall Pool. So, but, you know, all those pools were kind of fairly new and they, because of those pools were built, then a bunch of other pools started getting built. Really? So the, rock, so the Round Rock Pool getting built is then going to probably stir on Austin ISD to build a pool or this other because parents will then go talk to the school boards and hopefully start kind of, you know, kind of lobbying for 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 facilities to be built. So that's what I hope is going to happen. I so, think, but you have to start somewhere. So be happy that a pool is opening in Round Rock Guy. Well, yeah, I, I'm, Rock. I'm partially happy because I don't. I, I'm I am happy in general that there's a new pool. Pool. There's no question about it. But the truth is, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get in there with my club. So that's. But at I'm least gonna, if yeah. but if you can use it for for tournaments, of course. That's. I mean, if you may not be able to practice there, but if you can use it for tournaments, because they will take your money. You know, and that's not, and it's going to have a roof. It's not going to be outdoors. And that can be another compliment to the UT Swim Center in Austin. Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. With, with, with possibly free parking. Look, I, and well, here's some bad news. My parents live in Georgetown, and the election on the second was uh, they voted on a bond issue for a pool up in that district, and they said no yet again. It was like the third time. So, uh, I'm hopeful that you are correct that these other sort of initiatives will will perk up in response to a new pool at in Round Rock. But I'm I'm a bit glass half empty right now about all that stuff. It's right, and and it's funny because Round Rock used to tout itself. My my club is located in Round Rock. In case you don't know, it's at a very perfectly good outdoor pool. I like Mickey Krebs block a lot, uh, but we could use some more pool space in general. But Round Rock used to tout itself as the sports capital of Texas because it's got these huge soccer fields and basketball and all this stuff. And then I think they quietly started putting that low, uh, that that uh, that word mark away because they, th- yeah, I think they realized they're not quite as as good as they thought. But just build a pool for crying out loud. Anyway. And another new recent facility was SMU, which just hosted the Pegasus tournament. The Pegasus Dallas Masters Fall Invite this past weekend. Masters water polo. It's the most exciting sport on the planet. All right. So that big hey, tournament. Hey, yeah. hey, you know what? Hey, you know, don't disregard Masters water polo because water polo is unlike other sports. Like, you know, once you're done with football, you're done. I you can't really play football true. unless you play like this. Water polo is a lifelong sport. And to, to make that point, we had Masters Nationals back here in August, and there yeah. was a 70-plus division. I know. My, my coaches couldn't believe that. <laughs> okay. There was a 70-plus division, and there was a 65-plus division. There was a 60-plus yep. division. So well, There's 80-year-olds you know, playing. Is, yeah. this is, it's non-contact. Yeah. It's, it's a team sport, so yeah. people can go out and have a beer afterwards or something. But, I mean, it is a lifelong sport that you can still play. With your buddies, like there was a team at Masters Nationals that was basically the like the University of New Mexico team mm-hmm. from a long time ago, yeah. from fifty years ago, yeah. and they got and they get together and go to this tournament each and every year, yeah. and it's just basically their little reunion, which is awesome. So, uh, kind of a shout out to Tom Dalton and his crew up and um, that yeah that played for Lobos Water Polo. So that's pretty cool. But um, but yeah, I mean it's it's just I mean. The tournament this past weekend, yeah, just congratulations to Pegasus men and Pegasus women that both that yeah that won both divisions. Um, but yeah, it's this is the first really true Masters only tournament that has happened since COVID hit. 
granted, I think there was a master's division, a men's master's division at a tournament in early June. But, you know, besides master's nationals, this was the first true one. And hopefully this brings us, I mean, it's, it's a start. You Again, you've got to walk before, like, you got to crawl before you walk. And hopefully that brings us to Spinlob. We're going to have a whole lot more master's teams coming. Oh, yeah. I forgot. They just, that's that big email that just got sent out about Spinlob. Or at least yeah. it was posted on southwestwaterpolo.org. So that's good. It both. It got both. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and uh, but that's going to be, again, you know, I mean, it's it, it's about playing. But the, but the funny thing about master's water polo, though, is, you know, I got some texts on Sunday morning. Oh, I wonder about what? No, it's just, it's anytime <laughs> of a tournament. I was driving back from Iowa. Anytime that there's a tournament and you get a text on early Sunday morning, it's not really a good thing. <laughs> okay. So like, and so I look at it and it's about some red cards were given out on. What? No. That's amazing. So, you know, it's, it's, there's some egos that are clashed back and forth, whether it's, a, whether it's referee or the players or, or whatever, but you know, it's just, it's a combustible situation. Everybody's on edge a little bit. So, but yeah, so yeah, masters can be, I mean, I used to always like bringing my teams to play against masters. Teams oh, well that's because, different. Because, totally. Because I mean, but um, because I can control the narrative a little bit as the coach of the team and such. I wasn't the biggest fan of having my kids play or practice with master. Oh, me now, neither. Now, it's not a bad thing to do it every now and then. Right. If you have an athlete at a, at a certain level and ability level that can distinguish between good advice and bad advice because that's what happens at a master's practice. <laughs> yes. is there's 20 different coaches that are trying to, to – yeah, you had to coach an athlete. Yep. Um, or to help the athlete and help. the kid needs to be able to say thank you to all those people, but also to, to tell the difference between good advice and bad advice. But like, you know, yeah, I mean, sometimes at a master's tournament, you can learn the wrong thing. Like, you know, how not huh. to swim hard on the counterattack, how not to really play team defense. I'm just going to, I'm just going to drop off this, this weak player and do my own thing. Or the worst thing is, is, how to yell at a referee? Yeah, so, which it is, always which works. Is, which is which is never a good thing because that doesn't work, especially in a tournament setting. <laughs> in practice, that's what happens at match practice. People yell at the referee, but you can't do that in <laughs> yeah in terms of or you're gonna get a red card nowadays. So, um, but there's a couple red cards, but I think they were rescinded, so it ended up just oh, being so they didn't happen. Conduct. Okay, but um, but like you know, it's just it's just it's great to just it's great to see the teams playing again and organizing and playing. I'm, I, I just love giving it a hard time. It's funny. That's all. Like, of course, it's a lifelong oh, yeah. sport. It's yeah, actually I mean, special. I mean, that doesn't happen I mean, either. I mean, but it is funny. I stopped playing a long time myself. Yeah. I stopped playing a long time ago myself just because it was frustrating because I couldn't do what I used to be of able to course, do as a player. That is huge. Yeah. But, but, but like, you know, but it's also, I got busy with coaching. I had to make a, a conscious decision. But, uh, but no, yeah, that's kind of what is. That's kind of what was going on this past weekend. So congrats to to Pegasus for hosting the event. Congrats to the Thunder for hosting kind of their event. And then the next big thing on the counter is what the was what the ODP coming up, the ODP training camps. Yeah. So and this is a perfect segue. Um, I got an we got an email from um, a hold on. I got to get her email up. It is from. Jana McKee, I'm pronouncing it probably incorrectly. It could be Yana. I don't know. Jana McKee, her her daughter, it's a great story. Her daughter uh, it made her first ODP team ever, um, goalkeeper for the girls' youth, which is a, a great story. Um, but she, she asked us 
to go over like what does this mean and we haven't done it in a while so i think it's worthwhile to do that because um, there are so many newcomers and i'm sure there they've been there's been lots of explanations by chris cullen and the other coaching staff and so on but it might be useful just to go over what comes next and so um so first of all we've already discussed how the rosters the the rosters that these athletes are on are I used to call them traveling rosters. I mean, maybe Chris Cullen calls them something else, but they're basically intended to go play. And I don't even know how they're dividing up the teams, but to go play at what is called the West Region Championships in Utah. That's the first weekend in January or early January, regardless, right? Yep. And so they. It's the, it's yep. the second weekend of January in Utah. There you go. So, the, so then, which is considered. A, both obviously a very good competitive experience for all these athletes, but it is also a, a means of selecting a final national team roster for each of the age, the, the gendered age groups, right? So, so those are the two big competitions coming up, but they also have a train. This is new. Like they have training sessions on the 28th. And um, so in uh, the colony up at East side is youth boys, youth girls and cadet boys on the 28th. And then the same day cadet girls, development boys and development girls are going down to Cy fair and they will train from nine to about two o'clock, um, on, on that Sunday. And what's really beneficial about that is that you get a chance to like, it used to be that you might have two training sessions, but they would be really scattered. And there's a very good chance for coaches to actually see their athletes in action against one another and to have a controlled training session. So um, those are the things that are upcoming for ODP, unless I'm missing anything. No, no, that's what's coming up. I think there might be a training session before like that first, that first weekend of January. There's that's still to be determined. Right. But then after the after the Utah trip, they'll select the final, I guess, top 13, top 14 kids for each of the age groups and genders to then go represent the Southwest Zone out in uh, out at the national championship in March. And I think there might be a training between January and March at some point. There you go. And then from national championships, the then the national staff, along with the the you know, regional coaches, um, select a group to go to what is called national team selection camp out in California. And that is where, like, I think people, um, kind of don't understand, you know, when we talk about teams that are called the youth and cadet and development and all that, that those are re fairly international standards. And those team, this, this whole process in its own way is a means of selecting the United States national teams for each of those age groups and genders. And so then they go, you know, depending on the age group, they go compete against international teams. Uh, my, my recollection is development doesn't necessarily travel overseas, but the cadets and the youth do. So it's a, it's a pretty, bit, pretty big deal. And even in, say, you don't get selected from that national team selection camp, you're there with like 60 kids and you're, you're learning a, just a boatload during that whole session. It's really, really a, 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 an important step. Yeah. And then after the national team selection camp where there's 60, 70 kids per age group and gender, they will then select the national team training group. And that'll be another 20 kids, but right. not all 20 kids are going to get selected, go on a trip. But then those kids will get to go out on a training from Texas. They will be flown out to California probably to, you got to train before they go out to a trip somewhere. Yep. So that's and the trips are usually in late July or early August. So there you go. Yeah. Much later the in the year. System. Yeah. And then and then we start back over again in September. We're with, doing uh, all over again with our Southwest Zone 
the ODP camps. So, yeah. So for those who are new to it, it's, it's like the Southwest zone has its routine and at simultaneously, all the other zones are doing at least something similar. It's not quite the same, but they're, they're going through the process of, uh, doing camps and, um, doing selections and picking coaches and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. That's a, that's a, there's your outline of what the ODP program is from two former head coaches. How about that? And then next time we can just get Cullen to come on and just explain it himself. That'd be great. We did that. We did. Two weeks ago. Okay, that's it for now. We'll be right back with more. All of TX Water Polo is brought to you advertising free, and we'd like to keep it that way. So we're asking for your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give so we can keep covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's waterflow programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas waterflow, I always listen to TX Waterflow Podcast. It's James and Joe, TX Waterflow Podcast. Um, we covered a whole lot of territory of stuff that has come in the past, but uh, it is a huge weekend for varsity collegiate water polo and uh, Austin College as we discussed with Coach Mark Lawrence a couple weeks ago. Very exciting for his guys, because I have a little prejudice. I used to live by Stanford. I think that that facility is the best facility in the United States. It's it's um, it's just a great place to go play and to be seen, because the stands are stacked up and you get some of these great crowds. But I'm only mentioning all that because they are head, Austin College headed to Stanford for MPSF Championships. Their first game will be against Penn State Barron on Friday. Um, I think they should win that game pretty convincingly. And as a reward for that, their next game is against Stanford. And so they'll play them. And then uh, I think it's fair to say that the chances of them winning that game are not super great. Um, and then they will play Penn State Barron again for fifth place in the conference. At least that's been the convention in the past. But it is a really exciting you know, weekend of tournament for these guys. We'll go Austin College and try to pull an upset. So, yeah, let's go. go. Beat Stanford. We'll, we'll, Joe, if they beat Stanford, wouldn't I mean that would be just absolutely amazing? It might be the That'd biggest be upset in water polo history, I think. Let's just let's just go out there and score more goals than them. Let's just start there. I just want them to play well, and so super excited for them. Um, it's on that all these uh, tournaments are streamed. I can't remember where exactly, but they're all going to be streamed, so you can catch those games this weekend. Every other conference, too, is having their conference championships from the East Coast to the West Coast. So there's tons of Texans out there who are playing this coming weekend. And as far as I can see, either most or all of that is, is also available via stream. Yeah, you probably just have to go to one of the teams, um, like, you know, their collegiate uh, college or not their, yeah, their collegiate website oh God. and there'll be a and there'll and yeah and there should be a link there's just too many to kind of name here yeah so. yeah exactly from the find the conference really that actually is super helpful um uh, so that's coming up 
And then uh, December, well, Division Three championships are coming up. I don't know the date, but NCAA's are always in December, so those. It's a, it's the, it's the same weekend. It's the same weekend. Got it. Okay, so, so the so the NCAA boys championships are always the first full weekend of December. Yep. So I believe that's December third, fourth, fifth this year. Um, that same weekend is going to be the Division Three national championships as well. So I believe the uh, from the East Coast, you already have MIT and Johns Hopkins that have qualified. Mm-hmm. Um. And then there'll be the top two teams from Skyac that are going to qualify. It'll be at the Skyac home pool. Right. So. Yep. Um, and and but no, but that's just there's just a there's a ton of, of collegiate water polo. So if you're a fan out there, go and get on and stream. Yeah, and you watch. really should. Like I I think it's hard to get my kids to watch this stuff, which is depressing. But. Um, this is such a great opportunity to just go find some teams. It doesn't really matter what level. Obviously, when you're talking about the big four or big six or whatever, you're going to find some very, very high quality. But um, regardless, it's just go watch it. It's fun to it's fun to see, especially, as we said, um, with uh, Coach Mark, is that uh, Austin College travels well. So it would be fun to watch them in the stands in Stanford going nuts. It would be great. I think the parents have a good time. On those trips, <laughs> yes, I do. Too. Uh, probably more so than the kids. So. Yeah. So the parents that are listening right now, enjoy your trip this week. Have a good time. Enjoy those. Uh, enjoy the prices in the Bay Area. That'll be good. Um, and the and the ten dollars per gallon for gas. Exactly. So there you go. Exactly. I wonder those hotel costs now. I, I, I never mind. My the house that I sold there a few years ago, unbelievable. It's I saw that on the market. All right. Um, meanwhile, in Alabama, of all places, which is I think it's awesome. But it is funny to see that a national championship is being played at the University of Alabama is where the CWPA Collegiate Club Championships took place a week ago. The mighty UT Longhorns placed ninth. And as we discussed earlier, what that means is you lose your first game. They lost to Cal in their first game and then beat Alabama, Cornell, and Florida State to, to place ninth. Um, uh, again, a very good result. There's, gosh, oh, and Joe, guess who won that tournament? Don't know. Who Come won? on, guess. Give me a guess. Give me a guess. USC. Michigan State. So this is a good sign, no, right? Yeah, yeah no, no, very yeah. good. I mean, I'm uh, like, uh, I'm not surprised the the other Big Ten Collegiate Club Conference is good. For those that don't know the difference in what is Collegiate Club, Collegiate Club is basically yes, we yes, we just talked about Austin College and all the varsity teams that are playing this yeah this upcoming weekend. There is another level of collegiate water belt there. It's called Collegiate Club. Instead of being run by the athletic department, it's normally run by the Department of Recreational Sports or something like that. Yes. And it's these are student-led organizations and teams. They might have a player coach. They might have a volunteer coach. But it's not like your typical NCAA team. And these are all kind of self-funded teams where there might be a little bit of funds from the university. But uh, like – they might have to do some fundraising, or, or the parents, or the parents and kids have to pay, yeah, have to pay for it. But um, a lot, there's a 200 plus schools that have collegiate club teams are like around the country. Yeah. So that's what happened this past weekend was the men's collegiate club championship. The women's collegiate club championship is competed in the spring along with the NCAA championship. So the University of Texas they won the Texas division. Which, um, which, which was that last weekend of October, um, which we failed to, you had to mention our bad. That's true. Um, but, uh, so that was, um, and you know, and it's, and it's great. There's a ton of kids that played at the high school and club level that are playing for the university of Texas and the, and the Aggies up in college station. And also, uh, like, you know, U of H Baylor, 
Um, there's a ton of teams that are playing and, you know, and th that's just another avenue for kids to, again, a lifelong sport. We talked about that earlier to keep playing water polo. And I was a collegiate club player. Yeah, me too. I mean, I got to organize my first cross country trip as an 18 year old freshman, <laughs> by the way. Uh, and I'm an age myself. There was no cell phones or no, or, or, or no, or no computer to, to you got to do so. Fax machines. It was fax and phone and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but that's also where I kind of got the bug to coach a little bit. So, um, it's, I mean, this is, a, those are also good opportunities to keep playing the sport because sure. again, water polo is a passionate sport. We have a very, very passionate, good and bad, by the way. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we talked about the red card earlier, but like the whole thing is, you know, it's a sport that again, that you can keep playing for the rest of your life and just Find a way that you got to keep playing. That's yeah, that's the main thing. Or find a way to keep staying involved if you can't play coach or referee. So, and but no, but uh, congrats to the University of Texas. I know that they probably would have preferred to win their first game and play in the top eight. Yeah, because I know they've uh, I, I know they've gotten as high as I think second, second. place yep. before. Yeah, did really. Um, well. but uh, you know, I mean, it's it's those kids work hard too. So. Yep. You and I both have experience on both sides, varsity and uh, and collegiate club. Yeah, I just yeah. coached. I just coached at the varsity level and played at the collegiate club level. So, yeah, but you the, played uh, at both. Oh, played is a loose term. I barely played at UC San Diego, and uh, and then I went and got my MBA from Georgetown, and and got my big rear end in the pool and played with those guys. It was a lot of fun, but it is. Um, it is indicative. I mean, there's a you know for those who are interested in participating in one or the other you're not going to find either one of us discouraging you from doing it. It's ridiculous. Like there, the fact that there are 200 club teams is amazing. It's like they, what they've done at that level is really, really something, but they are just simply different experiences. That's all there is to it. And both of them have their benefits, obviously, but uh, there's some drawbacks as well to either one of them. So, uh, and as far as the, the collegiate club national championships, there's probably, I think there are what 16 teams at that event. So yeah. I think there's 16 different conferences out. Yeah. Just out there. So, um, there's a ton of, of opportunity and the, and it's under the CWPA banner. Um, they're, they're the one that's kind of, kind of, kind of run the national championships, but I still remember Texas A&M and the university of Texas. We were in the Southwest division of the CWPA, which included the university of Arizona, Arizona state, yep. Colorado, um, Maybe way back in the mid nineties. Yep. And then eventually they broke up into a, a couple different conferences, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been here for a long time and it's hopefully, hopefully at some point those programs turn into varsity programs. Oh but, my you gosh. Know, yeah. That'd be great. But at least they're there to be collegiate club programs and accessible. And you already heard that, you know, even at the university of California at Berkeley, right? Cal, they have a varsity program there, but they also have a collegiate club team. Yep. Hey, UC San Diego plays second, right? So they have a varsity program, and then they've got a club as well. Yep, exactly. So, plenty of opportunity to go play. So keep plenty. playing. Yeah, but yeah, boys and girls. So keep doing it. I noticed uh, also in in passing, you know, like um, in Texas, the division itself. Like I think it's a brand new team at North Texas. I think. Um, Texas State played again, I believe. Um, so th that conference is, it, you know, sometimes teams come and they go. I mean, that's just the fact of the case. Like uh, uh, my daughter 
is has applied to Hamilton College in New York. And I noticed that their team played a couple years ago, but did not play this year. So sometimes they come and they go. But Texas is steadily growing the number of teams that are actively participating. And that's a very yeah, good I sign. I mean, the big thing with the Collegiate Club, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, is you're, it's only as, the Collegiate Club teams are only as good as their student leadership. So if you have good, solid student leadership in place and a succession like – um, like uh, like I'm running it this year, then you're going to run it next year and stuff like that. It's going to it's going to continue to grow and continue to be good. But, you know, it's only as good as your student leadership. So. Yeah. And you do have to pass it down because then you're going to hopefully someday you'll graduate. Right. And then you got to give it up. All right. Exactly. Uh, what's up? Let, uh, the two tournaments coming up. I'll see, am I going to see you at Cowtown? Are you going up to that one? Trying to. You are? OK. I entered my 16 and under team yesterday, so I'm definitely going for sure. The Cowtown Stampede. Uh oh, did I get that right? It's not the rodeo. Yes. It's the Stampede. Yeah, yeah yes, Stampede. <clears throat> That's yep. a very fun tournament every year up in Keller. We will be up there in a couple weekends. And um, listen, one of my favorite parts about that tournament is that they're doing ten and unders. I, I'm so happy about that. We're gonna. They're doing ten and unders as long as they have enough ten and unders. Yeah, so, yeah. Of course, yeah. they're offering it. I should put it that way, right? So we're our plan is to enter a team for sure, um, which is just great. I just love it. Yeah, and then there's the there's the USA Water Pool Dare to Dream that's going to be on MLK Weekend in January. Speaking which is great. of ten and unders too, right? And which will be twelve. It'll be twelve U. It'll be twelve U mix, which will include boys and girls, mm-hmm. and then twelve U girls, and then ten U mixed. Got it. And this is kind of the format that that we had a couple years ago. Um, last year we used this format too. Just you know, it was in the middle of COVID. There were, there were other issues that we had to deal with, but. For sure. We're hoping to have plenty of teams and plenty of people. It's going to be August 1, 2021 is going to be the age as of date. Oh, um, all right. Eventually, eventually we're going to move that date to the current year, but we're going to transition it. But we want to have as many athletes available to play as possible. Wow. And that means just more teams. Um, that'll be at the Cy Fair pool in um, Northwest Houston. And we're going to have three courses going with a, with a, with a 10 U course that is going to be strictly for, for 10 U. So I love it. Coaches, you're listening. Please get your 10 U's ready for that. Because yeah. we're going to have the inflatable course out there. It's going to be fun. 10 U's. I mean, that is, I, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying that more than I even expected, just having a bunch of those kinds of kids around. So, Because they're uh, always happy because they get to score goals. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> and, the, yeah and they get to mess around with one another, and it's very funny. So um, Yeah, and there's right. also a little bit of a shout-out to Houston Hydra. They're actually hosting their first game day. I didn't know that. On Sunday, December 5th. Yeah. Um, so that's Shane Spees and his group down there. Um, he's, yeah, he is now some local Houston teams. Yeah. Just on, on that weekend, I guess it's December 4th and 5th. Mm-hmm. They're having the younger kids play on Saturday. The older kids play on Sunday and Alma area water pole down in San Antonio. We're going to be hosting a game day here for all like the Austin and, and the San Antonio teams on also on, on Sunday, December 5th. You are. Yes, we are. And, um, and then we're going to have a South Texas kind of, kind of winter champs in January. So, Coaches, please try to do as many game days as possible to augment the weekend tournaments that are on that are on the calendar. Yeah, so. and that's going on my calendar soon, Aquatex family. So get ready to go to San Antonio that weekend. That'd be good. It's a it's it's not a weekend. It's a day. It's a week day weekend day is what it is. And you are going to come play your game and then yeah. be done, or play your games and then be done. It's going to be back to back games or game break game. And it's not going to have to sit here. You're not going to have to wait around a while and stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, if you had to drive there from Austin and you just despise I-35, would you go down like that other route to the east or to the west? 31? Yeah. Yeah. You would? I think I'm going to do it. 
35, it's just such a disaster. I can't stand it. Um, on that uplifting note, I think we're done, Joe. Anything else? No, just everybody have a good Thanksgiving because we're not going to have a podcast next week. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. It's my favorite holiday of the year. It's all about gratitude, and we're grateful for all of our listeners and for uh, I know that you and I are grateful for family and all of that. So enjoy yourselves next week while we are uh, out of town. I don't know. Well, you're staying, right? Yeah, and and the last thing, good luck to all those teams that have their Tiscus swim meets this weekend oh, for yeah. high school. Okay. So there's lots of kids, there's lots of water polo players that are pl- that are swimming this weekend. So swim hard and swim fast. Swim fast. Hey, take care of that kid of yours. I mean, listen to that. He's crying in the uh, background. My goodness. Uh, 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 All right, that's it. Thank you for listening and for telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast and the Total Water Polo Podcast. If you want to support us, go to txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. Thank you to those who have done so already. And with that, until two weeks from now, so long from Austin. Now
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.